How do you deal with a lie? We're going to look at that today. The process of dealing with a lie that comes from my child. You're listening to Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries here on Parenting on Purpose. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And the truth is that, well, every child lies. Most do. And every child is a sinner. And I yes. know it's hard to... All do, yeah, yes. Keep that in mind. Uh, but we talked about that on Monday. Well, it breaks our heart. Yeah. I mean, you see this four-year-old who's just absolutely owns you, and they look up at you and... Did you do that? Did you take all those things out of the door? No, no, I didn't do it, Mommy. And it just puts Mommy in shock when she begins to realize, whoa, my child is a liar. Who taught you to lie? Yes. Well, your child's not a liar. Your child is a person who lies. Your child sins. It doesn't come hard. They don't have to go to a class. You know what? I'm not going to that Sunday school class anymore with you and putting you there because you're learning to lie. No, it's innate to lie. It's not a hard thing to learn to lie. It gets me out. But I've got to look at that. And you brought up an interesting topic. Does my child see me lie? Has my child ever heard me lie in front of somebody else? But I've got to stop. And when I've heard my child tell a lie, I realize, okay, the universe stops here. We sit down and we talk about it. And we say, Billy, those clothes didn't come out of there by themselves. Or that cabinet didn't get opened by itself. Or the cat food didn't get opened and spilled everywhere by itself. Tell me what happened. And I would never start, actually, by asking a child, did you do this? I would always start by really? asking a child, tell me what happened here. Hmm. Just the way of well, phrasing the question is a little I, more welcoming. I, I think the way of phrasing the question helps the child begin to process that something happened here. Did you do that? No. That's too easy. <laughs> too direct, almost. Yeah, and it's, it's just, that's a yes or no. No, tell me what happened here. And all of a sudden, you see their little lips start <laughs> to quiver, and they say, well, I just wanted to help mommy, and I wanted to feed the cat. And so I went and got the cat food, and I picked up the box wrong, and all the cat food went all over the garage. Okay, that was great. And it was great for you to help mommy. Probably we learned that mommy needs to be the one that feeds the cat, but let's go get a broom and a dustpan. And which one do you want to hold, the broom or the dustpan, and we'll clean it up? I want to stop and find out what happened here. I see the lamp is broken. Tell me what happened here. Mm -hmm. Roby and I were playing when he was little. He was about eight, and we each had Nerf crossbows. And uh, it was one of the things we would do when I would come home. He would start running for his crossbow. I would know he was running for the crossbow if he saw me pulling the driveway and it was leaning up against the door. Mm. That meant, okay, let the games begin. He's going to be somewhere. And I'd be exhausted. And Rose might be looking and smiling, basically saying, this is going to take five minutes. Right. And we knew going in Tori's room was out of bounds. Okay. Why? Because it's her room and it had all these fluffy things. And our wars got physical. Okay. And so, so something might break. Yeah. And so he trapped me. Uh, See, this is all his fault. And I was the adult. And I backed into her room while we were shooting Nerf arrows at each other. And as I backed into her room, he shot a Nerf arrow by me and took out her porcelain nightlight. I mean, a bazillion pieces. And he looks and I look. And our first response, both of us, this is hilarious, is to run. (laughs) (laughs) You both ran. We both ran. We both ran back. And he and I are running. And and he's terrified. And I'm trying not to laugh at how funny this is. And then we're sitting huddled in the master bath shower, uh, knowing we're going to deal with the wrath of Tori Barnes. (laughs) And and she's, she's, she's crying that we broke her nightlight. She's making the most of this one. And I looked at Roby and said, what do you think we need to do? Buy her a new one, Daddy. And I said, it's a little late for that. Let's look at what we think we can do. 
And I said, I think we need to go apologize to Tori and tell her we did it. Oh, no. I think we need to go apologize, both of us, and tell her we did it. And I went, and we both went, and I stood in front of Tori, and I said, Tori, first of all, let me say, my mistake was taking the war into your room. I'm very sorry. I apologize for that. Rosemary's in the hallway laughing at this whole thing. And Roby's saying, it was my arrow. I was shooting it at Daddy, but it was my arrow. And I said, it was his arrow, but I'm the one that backed in here so that uh, I guess Roby and I owe you a new nightlight. And and we'll take care of that. And we walked out, and he and I, I can't remember why we were on the back patio later on. I said, he said, how are we going to pay for this or something like that? And I said, well, we'll figure that out. How did you feel when you broke the line? I felt bad. How did you feel when you told her that we did it and we're sorry? Will you forgive us? He said, he said, well, she wasn't as mad at me. Mm. She wasn't as mad at me. I said, well, you know, I felt good. We told the truth. Mm. When your child lies, it begins to accumulate in there. I feel bad. I didn't tell the truth. I mean, I'm out of the consequence and I'm moving on. And after a while, the lie becomes so easy to tell these lies that you don't feel bad anymore. And it's almost the destruction of a conscience. Yeah. Well, because you kind of have a little guilt that goes along and guilt Initially. upon guilt about you sort of get numb to it. Your heart gets callous. I agree. I mean, it was a famous book by Menninger years ago called The Death of Guilt. It was a great book wow. in America, The Death of Guilt. And then he followed that, I think, with a book called Whatever Happened to Sin. But you do it enough and you blame enough other people and you lie enough that you really have no guilt towards what happens to other people and you have no conscience after a while and it just becomes a way of life. It's survival of me against everybody else and all the things they do. And, you know, a lot of times children who have been through traumatic family experiences or traumatic divorces or traumatic issues, they very quickly, it's me against the universe. It's not. There's three of you, two of you, five of you, whatever. And you should take care of each other, but you get jealous of what the other one gets, this little attention or this little situation, or this other one gets out of it. They did it, and they told a lie, and they got out of it, and it becomes survival. And it's so sad for children because their hearts just seem to get damaged. You've got to stop the universe. You know that they lied. You know that you know that you know that they did. You know, you may not, hey, I didn't see him do that. I didn't see him break that. I didn't see him leave his bike out on the front lawn and somebody steal it. I didn't see that. But I know when I say, you know, what happened to your bike? I, I don't know. Well, did you use the chain? Did you chain it to something? But we bought it for that. I did. I did. They must have cut the chain or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know they're not telling the truth. There, It really is important to stop the world and say, I need for you to sit down because I've just got to tell you, I don't believe what you're telling me. And I want to start with believing what you're telling me. So I need for you to sit down and I need for us to start over. So here, sit here at the kitchen table. I want you to exhale. I want you to take some time. You can take 10, 15 minutes, whatever you want, before you tell me. And I'm going to come back and say, tell me what happened here. Mm -hmm. I need to give them an opportunity. And if this child's been a liar, telling a lie, excuse me, telling a lie for a long time, it'll cost you a couple of days. Mm -hmm. If not weeks. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So is it different than when they're older? Once they've been lying for a long time, it's just a habit. It's and ingrained and you'll give up. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You can't never I, give up is what you say. You never <laughs> give up because you're not going for the facts on an incident. You're going to teach a child to tell the truth. To trust in them. Yeah. 
I need to be able for you to tell the truth. And so, yes, you're going to sit there. And here's the deal. You're going to come home from school and sit at that table. You can do your homework at that table, but you're going to sit at that table. There's going to be nothing else until we get to the bottom of this. And, you know, there have been times at Sheridan House it's taken days. They come home from school. They sit at the table, do their homework. They eat with us, and then they go back to sitting at the table because telling the truth is everything. It's a glue here in our relationship. And I need to say over and over to my children, I don't expect you to be perfect. I don't expect you for things not to get broken. I hesitate to say this to you kids, but I don't expect you to go accident-free driving the car. Mm -hmm. Uh, It terrifies me that I even just said that out loud. But I expect you to tell the truth. Were you exceeding the speed limit? How did it go tonight when you had the car? Talk to me about it. There was a reunion of sorts, and uh, I had to come out of the room. There were kids on the other side. And just as they were closing the door, my finger was right there, and it jammed my finger in there. I hurt so bad. And I came out. I guess my first reaction was, who did that? And so some of the girls got all emotional. And, oh, I don't know what happened. And then I realized after that, I shouldn't have said it that way, because who would want to jam somebody else's finger? So I said, okay, I realize that nobody meant to do this. So can someone just tell me then who did it? So at least to say it happened. I said, I know you didn't mean wrong, so I'm not angry because you meant wrong. How did this happen? Tell me how this happened. That's the easier question. Yeah. And there's a process in learning to accept the responsibility for my behavior. Could you imagine, theoretically, if everyone was willing to accept the responsibility for their behavior, might not be a need for attorneys, might be Mm -hmm. much less need for law enforcement. It needs to start with me and my child. Accept the responsibility for what you did. And even when it's a mistake, because a lot of people are getting that confused too. Mistakes happen. But if you can own up to the mistake, maybe the consequence, that's why the whole consequence is less when you say, I am guilty. Yeah. You know, the ki- the child who put the gum between the cushions in the living room, it wasn't like, you know what, today I'm going to get up and make people crazy and put gum between the cushions in the living room. <laughs> it was a lazy, it was lazy. Right. You know, it was just lazy. And there's a consequence for just lazy. You know, we found the gum, you owned up to it, Danny, that's awesome. We're going to have you clean, take all the cushions off. We're going to have you clean that one cushion with a solvent, and then we're going to have you vacuum all the other cushions. We're done here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you a lecture. Mm -hmm. And if he had told the truth initially, it would be great. We're done here. You're accepting the responsibility that you did that, and there's a consequence for doing that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in hindsight, I might have thought if he did it, if he put the gum there and admitted to it, I might have just had him clean the gum and not even clean all the, okay, you did something silly. You weren't thinking. I think sometimes children do things to other children that are devious. I think sometimes children do things because they're not thinking. I think sometimes children do things because they're lazy. Um, I think sometimes children do things to get attention from everybody that's watching. Mm -hmm. They're children. I need to expect that. But I want to teach them, stop, sit down. We need to talk about this. And we're going to sit here for a while. Tell me what happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot in the answer of what happened. I didn't mean to do that, and everybody else was getting telling me to do it. And and so it, it, it what happened here is they 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 told me to do that to his desk. I didn't mean to do that. And when you begin to hear the whole thing and the stress that they were under, you realize a lot more than the incident, and you realize what happened, and you realize the pressure, and you realize it opens up a great line of conversation here. Okay, so let me ask you something. Tell me how you do it differently next time. My kids always say, is there going to be a consequence of this? Yeah. There is, but wow! I mean, I and, and, well, and if, somewat freak out at that point. A consequence! I told you the truth. You did tell me the truth, and you know, in my house, it would have been a much, much more severe consequence for lying about it. So, don't take a bad thing and make two bad things. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth right away.
way, and I'm going to respect you for telling the truth. Yeah, there's a consequence, but I'm going to respect you for telling the truth. We've got to stop. We've got to sit them down, and we've got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. It's got to be important. A logical consequence for the action that they're lying about and a much bigger consequence. Have them write. Have them do whatever you want them to do. A much bigger consequence for adding two things. One, what you did, and then you lied about it. But the lie about it is a violation of relationship. What you did is just, you know, something childish. And that's that's okay. Yes, there's a consequence for doing something childish, but it's minor compared to lying about it. What are maybe some first steps you can give to parents who have the habitual uh, lying child? They make up things and you'll sit them there and they just won't budge. They're strong-willed and... Mm. With that strong-willed child, there's a, a refusal to be humbled. Mm-hmm. They're great, man. They just don't want to be humbled. They don't want to admit. And when they fall apart and admit, wow, it's huge. I mean, the breaking point is amazing. And the <laughs> weeping, and I'm giving them a hug saying, you know, you made this bigger than it was by refusing <laughs> to tell the truth. You made this huge. Mm-hmm. You could have just said, I'm the one that took the magic marker and wrote it on the wall. We're going to clean the wall. But you're a little different with those strong-willed children, aren't you? But, well, you, you Consequence-wise. Uh, Consequence-wise for lying um, with a strong-willed child who wrote on the wall because they were so mad, I hate my brother or whatever it is, and wrote it in magic marker on the wall. Uh, yeah, we're going to clean the wall, and we may have to together repaint the wall. And see, as a parent, I got to be all in on this because yeah, it's not about yeah. the wall. All I in. could just call him an idiot and repaint the wall because I don't want to be bothered with it anymore. I haven't taught anybody a lesson. We're going to see that later on. So you didn't do it. And I know, oh, my goodness. I could paint this wall on this Saturday and be done with it. But it's a train up a child in the way he should go. And so, yeah, you got to stop and you got to know this is going to be a battle. But it's a worthy battle because when they're in high school, it's not an issue of magic markers on the hallway wall outside of their brother's door or their sister's door or whatever it is. It's, a, it's, it's an issue of I can't trust my child to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about your boyfriend. Tell me what's going on. I want to have built up a relationship with them where I'm not going to totally freak out, but we are going to deal with the issue. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. If you want to find out more about the different aspects of Sheridan House Family Ministries, including the children's homes, even the many resources for parenting and even your marriage journey, all the proceeds go to help the children's homes. You'll find all of that online at shfm.org, short for Sheridan House Family Ministries. You can also support the children's homes with a one-time $10 donation through your cell phone, simply texting the letters SH and sending it to 41518. If you want to hear this program again, any of the ones from uh, this week a little earlier on that we covered, you can hear them all for free online at parentingonpurpose.org. You can also download the app, share with a friend on social media. There's a lot of different options there. Again, that's at parentingonpurpose.org. We hope you'll join us tomorrow for more on this topic of dealing with lying on Parenting on Purpose.